Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on the newscast, Russia issues a harsh condemnation of Israel over airstrikes against Damascus International Airport. What comes next in that increasingly tense relationship between Israel and Russia, and are there prophetic implications? Find out next. Hey, folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast, and welcome back to New York City. I am at TBN's studio here filming a very important upcoming one-hour special The Gathering Storm Against America. You're not going to miss that. It airs on TBN July 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Many more details to come on that. In the meantime, we've got some breaking details and a very important update for you on the story we reported on Friday's newscast. If you missed it, check it out here in our archives. Israel, Israeli airstrikes, I should say, have shut down Damascus International Airport And now Russia is responding. Number one, just to give you the backdrop, Israel carried out airstrikes overnight last Friday and severely damaged the runway at Damascus International Airport to the point where all incoming and outgoing flights are canceled. Now, why would Israel do that? Well, because the Iranian regime, as we've reported many times here in the newscast over the past few months, is using Damascus International Airport as a transit point to ship weapons to Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. The flights come out of Tehran, the Iranian capital, whether they are cargo planes or civilian flights as well, packed with arms. They land in Damascus, then they are transited uh, on land into southern Lebanon and into the hands of Hezbollah. This is a red line for Israel, folks. And why is that? Well, the major components that Iran has been shipping through that airport are parts that can be used for precision-guided missiles, PGMs for short. You've heard me talk about it a bunch here in recent months. They do exactly what their name says. Those precision-guided missiles are designed to hit the target with great accuracy and great precision. That means that Hezbollah with, remember, that stockpile of some 150,000 rockets and missiles at Israel's doorstep aimed at every inch of Israel, those rockets, those missiles could become precision guided. And what Iran is doing with the civilian flights in particular is they are shipping GPS systems that can be placed on those missiles and then all of a sudden a regular rocket or missile becomes precision guided. And one of the masterminds behind these weapons shipments through Damascus is none other than the son-in-law of not-so-dearly-departed terror master Qasem Soleimani. So a lot of moving parts here. The bottom line is Israel says, hey, this would be a complete game-changer for Hezbollah to get its hands on precision-guided missiles. And it seems that Damascus International Airport is the transit point for this happening, so we need to act. Now... Uh, The Syrian state media mentioned nothing about Israeli airstrikes. 
They said there were te technical difficulties at the airport. Apparently, repairs are being done right now. It's not clear how long that airport will be closed, but Israel clearly sent a message, not only bombing the runway, but also apparently a former reception area inside, or a welcome, a greeting area inside the airport that was used when top Iranian or Hezbollah officials visited Syria. They would convene in this waiting area. Well, that's gone now. Uh, clearly, the Assad regime will look to rebuild that and improve the runway, but it may take a while. And guess what? Which brings us to the main point of today's newscast. I wanted to give you that backdrop, though. First, Russia is none too happy about Damascus International Airport being shut down. And folks, the Russian foreign ministry, in the wake of these Israeli airstrikes, issued a very strong, I would say, a harsh statement condemning Israel. Now, again, this is from Russia's top diplomats, the foreign ministry. They issued a statement calling the Israeli airstrikes, quote, vicious and provocative and calling them, quote, a blatant violation of international law. When you're calling Isra Israeli actions vicious, that's a step up in the rhetoric department. But folks, this keeps with the trajectory Russia has been on and Russian-Israeli relations have been on over the past few months, ever since especially Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the tension is getting thicker and thicker. But now the accu accusation that Israel is acting viciously and provocatively, and this has been a pattern, Russia seems to be losing patience with Israeli actions in Syria. Folks, there's no way around it, no other way to say it. In interviewing Israeli officials, former and current, they say, you know, all is well, basically, and we have what's called a de-confliction mechanism between us and Russia, where I presume that Israel, before it carries out airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah in Syria, they give Russia fair warning. They say, hey, we're going in, and Russia says, okay, we'll make sure the thousands of Russian soldiers who are on the ground in Syria are not in harm's way. And Israel has continued to have freedom to operate in Syria. Russia has not stood in Israel's way there yet. And folks, I believe this is not uh, an indefinite kind of thing. I believe Russia, uh, the fuse is getting shorter and shorter. Uh, their patience seems to be running out. The condemnations of Israel are increasing every time Israel acts in Syria. We reported here in the newscast a few weeks ago that Russia may have no clear claim of responsibility from Russia, but there were several reports in Middle Eastern media that Russia may have even fired anti-aircraft missiles at Israeli fighter jets a few weeks ago. So what I see between Israel and Russia is a collision course. And I'm not talking militarily uh, yet. I'm talking about a diplomatic collision course where uh, Israel has, at least the Israeli foreign ministry, has supported Ukraine. Uh, Russia is none too happy about that, of course. So Russia has kind of struck back diplomatically. They're pressuring Israel over Syria. They're pressuring Israel over Jerusalem, over Judea and Samaria. So right now it is a diplomatic tit for tat. Throw in the other very interesting wrinkle, which we want to dive deeper into on a future newscast, Israeli natural gas. Now, uh, European Union leaders are in close contact with Israeli leaders right now, talking about Israel stepping into the void and supplying natural gas to Europe. Remember, Russia right now supplies some 40 percent 
of Europe's natural gas. Europe wants to wean itself off of that Russian energy dependency for obvious reasons. We're not there just yet. It's going to take a few years, it looks like. But let's just say Russia will not be very happy with Israel, to say the least, which brings us to, as we close, the prophetic implications. We've talked often here about uh, the book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, that war of Gog and Magog. Funny name, I know, but very important in terms of what is coming and the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board. Uh, Ezekiel talks about a hook in the jaw where I believe a Russian leader will lead this latter days. Again, Ezekiel says explicitly, latter days confederation of nations that will come against Israel. The Bible says that leader has a hook in the jaw. What could that hook in the jaw be that drives him south onto the mountains of Israel? Could it be Israel's natural gas supplies? Uh, could it be anger and jealousy and, and coveting those natural gas supplies on the part of some Russian leader? It may not be Vladimir Putin. He's in poor health. He may not look at this war continues to kind of spiral for Russia and be a difficult thing. Who knows how long he will be in power, but I believe a day is coming where we will see what I've called a great betrayal where Russia will eventually come against Israel. But Russia, its allies, <clears throat> the bad news for them is the book of Ezekiel chapter 39 says they will perish on the mountains of Israel. They won't get very far. They will meet their demise there. But folks, I believe things are kind of being put into motion for, again, that latter days showdown. And Russia and Israel have had decent to good relations, I would say, over the past few decades after the fall of the Soviet Union. But that has been unraveling, as we've been documenting here for you on the newscast over the past few months. And the last thought here, you can tell a lot about a man and a nation. I've said many times about the, by the company they keep. And the company Vladimir Putin keeps is the Iranian regime, Hezbollah, the Assad regime, Israel's worst enemies. And he is shoulder to shoulder with them right now on the battlefields in Syria. So you do the math. And right now, Vladimir Putin, unlike before, you could say that he needs Iran. He needs the Assad regime. He's completely isolated on the world stage, but Iran, the Assad regime, they have stood by his side. So stay tuned. We will continue to lay it all out for you here on the newscast. Hey, be sure to subscribe. Also, if you are interested in becoming a Watchman Premium member, getting that exclusive first look at every new episode of the show, the TV show that airs every week, make sure to click join on the homepage. Check that out. We've got some great offers there. Thanks so much for joining us here today from New York. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.